Chapter Sixteen of Curly by Roger Pocock. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Reading by Matt Perotti. Chapter Sixteen, Arranging for More Trouble. See what the geography book says about Arizona. The same size as England. Shucks. There's homely ignorance from an office duck who dreams he can use a tape measure to size up a desert. In England, if you wander round after dark, you're apt to fall off and get wet in the ocean. But you can sure stray off the edge of Arizona without the least chance of a wet, because the desert just rolls on more continuous than ever, till you're due to die of thirst. There's a practical difference in size, which your book theorist wouldn't be apt to survive. Again, by the books, we're a community of 60,000 pink and white citizens, all purely yearning for right and justice. By the facts, we're really split up into two herds, the town men, who use the law, and the range men, who naturally prefer a six-gun. I aim politely to say the best I can for the town men. You see, if a gentleman feels that he's just got to waltz in and rob the graves of his own parents, one may not understand his symptoms, but one has to try and think of him charitable. Our town men has mostly been found out acting self-indulgent and been chased around by the police. That's why they flocked to Arizona, which is convenient at the gates of Hades, with the breath of flame by way of excuse for a climate. There's a sort of comfortable smell your future home feeling about old arizona which attracts such ducks anywhere else they would get their necks stretched but in arizona they can elect judges and police out of their own tribe then if they happen to indulge in a little bigamy or thieving or shooting the lawyers get them off they love the law which proves them up innocent so you may class them all as law-abiding citizens. Now, as to us plainsmen, the bad side of us is plumb apparent to the naked eye, and if there's a good side, it's known to our friends, not advertised to strangers. We ain't claiming to be law-abiding citizens when we know the judge for a sure-thing politician, the lawyers for runaway jailbirds, and the jury all for sale at the rate of a dollar a thief. We're lawless, sure enough, until we see the law dealt out by honest men. Are you fed up with one-eyed sermons from a cow thief? Well, suppose we apply the facts. Here was two boys of our tribe, bogged down to their withers in trouble. The town men howled for their blood. Young Ryan offered plenty wealth for their raw scalps, the law claimed them for meat, and every plainsman on the range got right up on his hind legs for war. To our way of thinking, robbery and killing are bad medicine, but innocent, holy joys compared with Arizona law. So naturally, by twos and threes, the punchers quit work on the roundup to come and smell at old Grave City and find out why she'd got a swollen head. They hung around saloons, projecting to see if something had gone wrong with the local breed of whiskey. They gathered and made war talk in the street. They came around me, 
wanted to know whether or not to break out and eat that town boys says i if you all stalks around with mean eyes and dangerous smiles these here citizens is going to hole up in their cyclone cellars and send for the army we don't want the army messing around our game just you whirl in now and play signs of peace and make good medicine lay low give your ponies a strong feed and wait for the night chalkeye says one of them is this to be war if it was war i told him i'd first send you home to your mother no kid this is going to be smooth peace but we're going to knock grave city cold with astonishment get plenty ammunition feed your horse and wait my gathering howl for a signal it was high noon when captain mccalmont came straying down into main street on a painted horse at ryan's livery stable he allowed he was an unworthy minister wanting water and feed for the piebald pony at the delmonico pie foundry he let out that he craved for sausages mashed potatoes and green tea then he had a basin of bread and milk while he told the dish slinger a few solemn truths apple pie says he was a delusion eating tobacco was a snare intoxicating drink was only vanity on the lips but raging wildcats to the inward parts the proper doctrine says he is to eschew all evil but the wicked man leaves out that saving syllable s and chews evil all the time then he allowed that a toothpick would do him no harm paid for his meat and strayed out across the street to where i stood dealing peace among the cowboys little sinners says he i perceive that you have fallen into evil company this chalkeye man is a pernicious influence which would corrupt the morals of a grizzly bear flee from this chalkeye person they wanted to take him into the nearest saloon and enjoy him for the rest of the day can you dance says one of the boys aiming a gun at his toes whirl right in and dance mccalmont walked right at him eye to eye and that same cowboy went as white as dead shall i abate you says the preacher in the midst of your sins you done wrong you done eat tobacco and chocolate candy mixed then poured on hot coffee rye whiskey and an ice cream soda and now you're white as a corpse with mixed sins go take a pill my son and repent before you're sick the boys watched that preacher smiling and went tame as kittens the tone of his voice just froze them up his smile scraped their young bones his eyes looked dead come chalkeye says he and led me off into the spur saloon there he threw a glance to cranky joe the barkeep and put his finger on mutiny robertson a smuggler who sat playing poker cranky put someone in charge of the bar mutiny passed his game to a friend of his and both of them followed meek as she while the preacher led on into the back yard from there we worked round the back street to ryan's stable mccalmont keeping up his baby talk for the sake of passing strangers ah says he my young friends these deleterious pleasures 
change peaceful stomachs into seats of war but the sausage soothes the milk assuages the pie persuades and bar sign is sure good to fill up corners beware of vanities and when we get to the stable yard let mutiny here stand guard in case i'm attacked while i expound the blessedness of simple things well here we are you mutiny fall back you top-eared mongrel i'm dying for a chew of backy and i'd give my off lung for a cocktail mutiny stood guard cranky hustled off to get liquor i got a line of retreat from here says captain mccalmont and a saddled hoss within reach no not that painted plug but a sure crackjack which can burn the trail if i'm chased how's things you chalkeye cloudin for storm says i the air's a crackling why for i told him about his son holed up in jail with jim at la Marita. i've been projecting around thar last night the captain was eating my plug tobacco like bread was it you sent that doctor to curly's wound sure thing sir why grab my paw you're white all through says he that kid is all i care for in this world can they escape i dropped a crowbar through the window hole the guards will be full curious when they hear the crowbar thumping that's what's the matter i sent some holy cross greasers to feed them liquor games and music especially music will the frontier guards miss the big blood money for the sake of a flirt at skin games i reckon they'll watch and the crowbar is going to be heard so i've made a run to see you here comes cranky joe you trust him the sight of him makes my fur crawl here captain says cranky offering the cocktail but the outlaw bored him through with a cool eye my name says he is the reverend perkins and don't you forget now you'll send mutiny here and you'll stand on guard yourself if i get captured a friend of mine is to send your present name and address to the penitentiary where you're wanted most so here's to your freedom he drank and we watched the man sneak off i turn him out of my gang said the robber for being dishonest mutiny strolled in and shook hands old friend says he what can we do to help watch joe and shoot him up quick if he tries to pass that gate so mutiny pulled his gun how's all the boys he asked they're honing to come back to being a robber can't mutiny groaned i've sure repented and turned smuggler now besides i'm due to get married so i'm dead tame and gentle boss what brought you south you may inquire sir ain't you trusting me well mutiny since you want to know i came down to hold up a train big plunder i expect it was a carload of birds teeth cat feathers and frogs tails but there's too many inquiry agents around so i missed the train mutiny had to laugh but then he sighed if anything goes wrong with my girl says he i'll come scratching your door wow the outlaw 
looked mighty serious if she happens to get drowned in the desert perhaps we'll see you come now let's to business them kids at la morita has to be collected i reckon why come to we all says mutiny ain't the gang handy at rescues my wolves would jump at the chance i choked them off for how because the captain turned his haunted eyes on me i don't want them poor youngsters mixed in with thieves you wanted me mixed again says mutiny through his teeth sonny the outlaw laid his hand on mutiny's shoulder you've been a bad egg same as me and we'd be hard to spoil but these eggs at la morita is new laid fresh eggs so i want them to keep you're right boss mutiny i sent you away for your good because that girl may pull you up if anything can on air as for me while i don't know as i care what becomes of me i tried mortal hard to run straight i envy every honest man i see i'm like a crawling snake ambitious for bird wings to fly with but still i'm no more than snake the kids have a chance all right says mutiny they have a year ago i couldn't have drove my curly away from the gang but now he's paired with that dude chasney youngster them colts won't care for the herd if they can run together so i've got curly weaned from following me to to damnation mutiny says i will you help me to gather in these boys i surely will says mutiny but hadn't we ought to wait until they're moved up this way for trial well says the outlaw if i can get to fight with a small man i don't yearn for anything larger whirling on la morita and you're fighting mexico wait for a move and you're up against the whole united states i'd rather have a licked little old mexico I told him that I had a town full of cowboys hard to hold. That kind won't keep, said Mutiny. What's your plan? I aimed, says I, to steal young Ryan and throw him into La Morita by way of consolation for them poor frontier guards when they miss their plunder. Now, don't you touch my meat, says Captain McCormick. I have to feed my little small lambs on him. Now, mr davies answers to the name of chalkeye mostly wow chalkeye this is the second time we meet he bored into me with his eyes i understand that balshannon's will makes you some sort of guardian of his colt i reckon he needs a friend will you be a friend of my son not more than i've been already mutiny says he you witness that i captain mccalmont thief and general manager of the robber's roost gang of outlaws appoints this chalk davies guardian of curly i witnesses moreover i am to corrupt this chalk by handing him stolen money he passed me a heavy roll of notes worth fifty thousand dollars which is ten thousand pounds by english reckoning my friend he said take these two kids away out of this country break them dead gentle keep them clean make them forget he gave me a letter read this when you're alone 
You trust me? I asked. You trust yourself? Mutiny, says I. You'll help? Poor mutiny, said the robber. Might help himself. On the dead thieving, says mutiny. That's so. Then he grinned at me. Look a here, Chalkeye. This means that you'll pull out and hit the long trail. Now, I want a home for my girl. How much will you take for your ranch? I'll see you later, Mutiny, and talk, and now shake hands, McCalmont. Tonight, I'll be on hand, like a sore thumb, at La Morita. End of chapter 16